And so it's really important that there are people out there who bought into the ideology and say, yeah, I get value, not necessarily from a small royalty check, but rather I get value from being able to access and use other people's resources. And then at the same time, I am also going to contribute to that landscape. And we choose to receive payment, at least partially through that community and contributing to it. You're listening to Speaking of Language, a podcast recorded at the Language Resource Center at Cornell University. I'm Dan Gable, Technology Manager for the LRC. Each week, we explore a topic related to language pedagogy and second language acquisition. This week on Speaking of Language. Dr. Christian Hilchi, lecturer in the Department of Slavic and Eurasian Studies at the University of Texas, Austin, talks about open educational resources and how teachers can find and even create their own open media. Christian and I talk about the many resources available to potential content creators in language learning. Welcome to Speaking of Language, Christian. Hello. Hello. Thanks for having me here. Yeah, it's a, it's a pleasure to have you. I wondered if we could uh, begin with just having you give a little bit of background, uh, what you've been working on, uh, where you're, where you come from. So I am an instructor of Czech and I have been teaching Czech for a little over, it looks like, I guess, wow, 13 years now. And I, uh, have been teaching at a number of different universities, uh, the university of Chicago, Indiana university, and now here at, uh, UT Austin. I, my background is actually in linguistics, and I got my degree from the University of Chicago in Slavic linguistics. And uh, immediately upon, oh, I mean, I always had a, a, a strong interest in, in um, creating various types of language resources, but uh, immediately upon uh, starting my position here at uh, UT Austin, I uh, began work on a open uh, textbook of Czech, and that would be one that would not only be under a an open license, it's under a Creative Commons license, uh, which uh, allows me to publish the materials and gives uh, anybody the uh, the ability to use those materials, copy uh, parts of it, as long as they give me attribution, and uh, in, in the case of our particular project, as long as they share the, the resources or the any derivative products that they create as well. The name of the project is Reality Check, um, and it's just been a really fun ride. Excellent. Well, you know, open uh, resources are, um, you know, I'm actually a huge advocate of uh, open source software. We understand the value of um, open media. Um, why are they important, uh, particularly for language, uh, language learning or linguistics? We also want to think in terms of, of language resources, of, of unboxing, unlocking that content. Um, so many times we have um, very expensive textbooks. Um, you know, I just look in, 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 the, in the case of Czech, uh, the, the, the major textbooks that are available can be over $100. One of the textbooks that we were using for quite a long time was $180 um, for students for the year, and especially for a, a less commonly taught language like Czech. That can be a real um, impediment for students who are maybe interested in, in taking the class. And then that content, sometimes gradually, sometimes very quickly, gets outdated. The textbook, for example, that we use for a long time still mentions um, Bill Clinton as the mm. president. Wow. Um, which is obviously um, just a testament to how, how out of date it was. Um, 
So I think, um, and, and just kind of speaking more broadly, uh, this this use of, of, of open resources, I mean, this is not something that just uh, is involved in the creation of textbooks, but we have things like Wikipedia. So the, the dissemination of information without, without um, any sorts of restrictions on it. Um, we have different resources that allow people or different different sites that allow people to share photos that they create or or, or drawings or things like this and and all of these um, enable content creators like myself or other people to create content that would otherwise be uh, you know that, 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 that creative process that would be unattainable for, for almost anybody on, on a daily basis I, I search through dozens or I, I utilize dozens of images. Um, in my in my textbook, and so it's really important that there are people out there who have bought in to this ideology, and I, I'm one of those people right. um, who bought into the ideology and say, yeah, I get value not necessarily from a small royalty check, but rather I get value from from being able to access and use other people's resources, and then at the same time, I am also going to contribute to that landscape. Um, and so it's it's you know we we all can can sort of choose to to receive payment in one way or another, and we choose to receive payment at least partially through that 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 community and 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 contributing to it. I imagine that the the cost of entry into becoming a content creator as an instructor, the cost is less and less. Um, do you think it's realistic that instructors could develop their own? open source material and be become content creators? I do. And I think it's actually really important to stress that um, when we think of content, we're so used to thinking of the kind of content that gets packaged into a textbook. And when you think about textbooks, you're thinking about major textbook publishers. And then so you're really a, a thinking about you know the, the possibility of there being more than a, a, a small handful of textbooks out there um, yeah, it's just, it, it's, it's unrealistic for there, for there to be, um, you know, that many, uh, different textbooks, um, and, and for them to be commercially viable. But if we think about, uh, on the other hand, small resources, uh, the kind of resources that, um, I think all language instructors to a certain extent create, I mean, probably, I, I don't know a language instructor who has not written their own test or who has not created right. their own activity who Absolutely. is not so we've all done these things yeah um oftentimes without much um altering of these of, of these things we created those could become open resources and i think as we if we see the benefit of sharing those and that other people will also buy in right. and share their own resources and so we have this sort of flow in both directions or yeah. multiple directions, we'll, we'll, we'll actually see a lot of, we'll reap a lot of benefits from that. Sure, sure. Well, with your project, uh, Reality Check, uh, I wonder I wonder if you could talk a little bit about it in terms of what you've learned regarding, say, best practices uh, in, in developing open resources. Sure. And um, so I have... Uh, I have unfortunately not been able to utilize a lot of materials that were so you know there are there are a number of websites uh, Merlot um, OER Commons 
where instructors can go and search for materials that are created for their specific language. Um, and so if you teach French, you can find a number of uh, resources that are for French instructors, um, for French classrooms or Spanish, et cetera. There's not a, a, a large, there's, a, there's not even a small amount of resources available for Czech. Um, and so what I was forced to do is essentially build from the ground up. Hmm. Um, but so in terms of that, um, the kinds of best practices that I would like to share is in terms of how do you find the good stuff? How do you find good images? How do you find um, good video? Uh, that can be utilized um, in uh, whatever kind of materials, whether it's your textbook or whether it's your, your small assignment, your activity, or whatever you're creating. Uh, there are a number of websites out there um, that uh, offer um, free images. So, for example, Pixabay is a, is a, is a really common, commonly used uh, website where they offer a lot of uh, public domain images. Flickr um, is a uh, photo sharing website where people can put their um, their photos under a number of licenses, whether it's a, I retain all the copyright to my photo to I put this photo in the public domain um, or any of a number of Creative Commons licenses. So the Creative Commons license is the most commonly used license um, uh, uh, used by creators of open content um, such as this. and. Um, there is uh, the sort of most open license, which basically says, as long as you cite me, then uh, then you can use these materials. Um, and then they, there's other stipulations that can be put on there, such as um, as long as you cite me, and then anything you create from this um, it must be shared under similar terms. That's known as the attribution share alike license. Hmm. Um, and so, and there's other stipulations, non-commercial use, uh, don't alter my work, all these these sort of things come into the equation. Um, but so there, there's, there's things like Flickr, um, there's also Wikimedia Commons. Um, and so it's really been about looking, uh, sort of really learning where I can access a lot of great material and then how best to search for that material. Um, you know, um, you know, just, just today, for example, I'm working on an, uh, on a unit that uh, has to do with, um, injuries, you know, being able to talk about, you know, for example, my head hurts, right. um, or I have a broken arm. And I, I like to, to, to mediate as much as possible in, you know, in terms of having photos or, or images or drawings with, with as many example sentences or with as many activities as possible. And you'd be surprised, actually, the kinds of ways that you have to search for somebody who's got a headache. Um, <laughs> you don't necessarily search for headache. Um, right, right. All sorts of phrases, my head hurts, head mm -hmm. hurts. Mm -hmm. Holding head, you know these sorts mm -hmm. of things, um, and so these kinds of practices you kind of learn as you go. Um, how how do you find that kind of media that's going to best sort of play that supporting role um, for the content that you're trying to create? Um, same thing goes with video in terms of I I, I I struggled for a while to find really great video content, um, and then my talk I I, I, I touched on this um, or I, I discussed this pretty extensively in terms of, of looking at various keywords or using various keywords to look for content such as vlogs or um, time-lapse um, or, or, or haul or, 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 or various things like that that uh, help you to uh, find content that is oftentimes, um, oftentimes hidden, um, mm -hmm. but it's out there and, and there's a lot of it. 
I see. Yeah. In your talk, you, you mentioned the option of editing uh, open source materials uh, to better integrate them into a course. Um, well, first, so first of all, I wonder if you could share with our listeners how they might do that themselves. So editing. So, um, and I do a lot of both photo editing um, and um, video editing as well. Um, and this can seem, I think, really daunting to, um, you know, we're language educa educators, not people who, generally speaking, have to have to edit that kind of those kinds of materials. Um, I think now, though, there are a lot of um, resources that allow us to do quick editing. Um, mm -hmm. with very little experience. Um, for example, um, I create a lot of memes uh, in my course. I, uh, students really um, tend to enjoy them. Yeah, that's a really cool idea. And they, they um, and one of the great things about, about memes is, well, you have to use a photo. And so I, of course, go find photos that I can, uh, I can legally edit. Yeah, yeah. And so now you can create a meme using a complex photo editor, something like Photoshop. Um, but to create the, those effects actually takes a, quite a bit of time, you know, the shadow effects and things like that. But now there are dozens of meme creators online and you really just have to Google meme generator um, and you can find whichever one really suits. They all essentially do more or less the same thing. Right. Um, I, I try to find one that doesn't leave a big watermark um, yeah, on my yeah. edge. Um, yeah. but, but otherwise, so that kind of simple editing, um, most of my, uh, I mean, I do do some, uh, some more complex editing, um, in, uh, in a Photoshop like, uh, program. Um, actually I use an open source. Uh, yeah, I, was, I was just going to say probably open source. It's called, also. it's called, uh, it's, it's not the most, uh, PC, uh, name of program. <laughs> it's called the GIMP. Uh -huh. um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've used GIMP before. Sure. Yeah, and it's it's a great image uh, open source uh, image um, editing uh, yeah. image editing software. I love it, um, and I, I've used that uh, quite a bit. But the learning curve's high, um, and I I still for almost every, anything that I need to do, I have to sort of Google it, find, watch a YouTube video, and, and yeah. things like that. But most of my day to day editing, and by that I mean cropping photos. Um, uh, or sometimes, uh, overlaying, um, a, a graphic on top of another photo, um, is done within Google docs. And the great thing about Google docs, um, or the, the, the Google doc suite is that it makes it really easy for, for almost anybody just to, I mean, it's, it's just quick clicking and, and dragging and dropping. Right. Um, and in fact, actually all of my work, um, the entirety of the project is written in Google Docs, um, and so whenever people access any of our content, it actually is coming straight from a Google Doc. Um, uh, our website is actually um, it, all of the uh, all of the content um, is drawn from Google Docs, um, wow. which also makes um, makes editing documents on the fly, even using my phone. Um, I, I've 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 literally gotten an email from a student saying, "Hey." you know, this doesn't make sense or, or, and I realized there was, you know, I copied and pasted something wrong or I, I, I forgot to say doesn't or instead yeah, of does yeah. or, you know, something simple sure. like that. And, and so I can be sitting, you know, on the bus and I, I can, I can edit, edit those kinds of documents really quickly. Um, and, uh, and so there's, there's, uh, a lot of power, um, be for the, 
the, the, the, the individual user now to be able to edit, um, whether it's documents or images um, or video uh, very quickly um, uh, without a whole ton of experience in that area. Well, in terms of audio or video, um, I would think you could very quickly get into a situation where you've changed the material so extensively that it's unrecognizable. Or um, something we've done quite a bit at the LRC is uh, maybe segment a piece of audio or video um, into you know much smaller pieces and integrate that into some sort of uh, web app or or something. Um, so I imagine the uh, there's a, a level of license where that becomes uh, impossible. Yeah. So there's uh, Creative Commons has one. There's there's um, I mean there's 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 over a half dozen uh, variants on the Creative Commons license, and one of the the, the variants is the the no derivatives, no uh, derivative works. Um, right. And so um, uh, it's often um, symbolized by an equal sign next to uh, the other Creative Commons uh, logos. And what that means is you're more than free to use my work, but you're not allowed to alter it in any way. You can't Photoshop it, or you can't cut a clip from my video hmm. uh, or from the audio. Um, yeah, in those kinds of cases, um, you're really limited to just using that piece of media as it is, um, and so you have to really make that decision: is is it is it is it is it good as is? Um, and a lot of times it is. Um, it, it, I've only really run into that in terms of photos, um, thankfully. Right. Um, so uh, either it depicts what I want it to depict, or it doesn't. Um, uh, but, uh, otherwise, um, I haven't really run into that too much in, in terms of video or audio. Yeah. Um, I've run into other, uh, unfortunate stipulations on audio. Is that right? Yeah. So, I mean, I'll give you an example and I love this resource. Um, it's Forvo and it's Forvo.com. Um, mm. you can access it. And what's great about Forvo, um, all the content is under a creative commons license. Um, but the, uh, the, um, license is a creative commons attribution non-commercial share alike and mm. share alike says if you use this resource you have to share everything that you create under the same license forvo is a an audio recording website slash database where you can type in a word in virtually any language and you can get native speaker recordings of that word and you can imagine how powerful that would be for creating a language textbook. Oh, that's, yeah, that's very cool. Um, and in fact, if you type in a word, sometimes you'll not only get a word, but you'll get phrases. So you might not only get a recording of cloudy, if you, if you looked up the word cloudy, but you might also find um, somebody saying, recording their voice saying, it's cloudy outside, or I hate it when it's cloudy. Um, and so you get a lot of that on there, unfortunately. Um, and it, you know, I started to use these only when I realized I actually don't have the rights to use these, um, because if I use these, I have to license my entire project oh, under right. non-commercial license, which oh, would be fine, but then I can't combine it with other things that are that, 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 um, that, uh, then some way conflict with that non-commercial license. So it's it's a real um, mixed bag in terms of 
how can I use this content? And so it's trying to fit it together. Unfortunately for Forbo, you know, it's it's a it's a great resource for for, for instructors, but we we can't necessarily integrate right. it into larger projects like my own. Um, you'd have to maybe create some sort of smaller, you know, a uh, project just based around pronunciation, um, and then license right. it under their same terms. Yeah, interesting, huh? Yeah, I guess you can't have it all, but but in terms of of, of editing, um, editing things. There are times where 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 you do have to focus on the license um, and what it allows you to do. Um, I tend to, for that reason, um, like to stick to the most basic of the licenses, either a public domain uh, work or uh, just one that 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 is attribution or share alike. And and then after that, I, I try to, you know, I, it becomes a lot more difficult. I see. Wow. That's very helpful information. Yeah. And it also probably makes it sound a lot more complicated than it is. The, the good thing is, is the content that I'm talking about represents a small minority of the content out there. Most of the content that you're going to run into. And in fact, for example, if, if you've gone onto Wikipedia and you've used any of the images um, or if you, you've, you've liked any of the images you, you see, well, thankfully, most of them uh, they, there is only, uh, I believe, three licenses that Wikipedia allows um, for its content to be licensed under: either a public domain, a, an attribution, or an attribution share alike license. So you don't really run into a, some of these other issues. Uh, I see of incompatible licenses on there. Interesting, interesting. Well, look, uh, Christian. Before I let you go, I wonder if you might have any advice uh, for instructors who want to share materi materials that they themselves have created? Sure. So I would, um, I mean, in terms of a resource like ours, we, so I, I work with uh, the Center for Open Educational Resources and Language Learning, that's CORAL here at the University of Texas in Austin. Um, and centers like that um, will um, often um, have a number of different projects that they publish on their website. Um, and so they become sort of a, a hub for um, for the projects that they're associated with. But for an individual instructor who maybe has created something and they want to share that with a broader audience, I, I would recommend maybe looking at um, OER Commons. Um, mm -hmm. uh, that's oercommons.org. Um, and it's a place where instructors can go and post their own content. They can also create their own content. They have a have an editor on there where you can you can uh, put your content um, in and, and, and format it the way that you want to, et cetera. Um, there are a number of other ones like Merlot. Um, so I would recommend that uh, you maybe start with one of those as a, as a method for, for publishing your content. Um, additionally, um, here and uh, uh, at uh, the University of Texas, we also have um, the FLIGHT project. Uh, FLIGHT stands for Foreign Languages and the Literary and the Everyday. And, and it's its own specific um, uh, approach to um, language pedagogy. Um, but if it's, a, if it's a, a lesson that is compatible with the, 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 the FLIGHT approach, then um, it's possible to actually uh, submit it um, here um, and uh, get it peer-reviewed. Um, and um, and then published uh, through us, uh, through, or rather through the Center for Open Educational Resources and Language Learning. Um, but actually, just more broadly speaking, um, I would just recommend that uh, that um, that any instructor who's interested in creating something be that that they be uh, maybe willing to share it um, and 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 see how that, that that they can benefit from from. 
um, what's out there and that others can benefit from their work. Um, right. I, this is something that I really strongly believe in uh, after having uh, been doing it for the past uh, four and a half years. And 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 I, I hope more uh, instructors will, will get on board with uh, these types of projects. Well, it's very important work, I think, uh, and I'm, uh, I'm, we're all grateful that you're spreading the word about it. Um, and you've got all sorts of resources for us. So um, we will uh, supply links to all of those resources uh, at, in the description of this podcast. And uh, Christian, I want to just thank you so much for being uh, on Speaking of Language. All right. Well, thank you very much for having me. Next week, Angelica is back from Actville.